we're, we're fortunate to be in this country because we're here to, you know, our freedom's here to praise God. You know, if there's anything just to be thankful for in our country is to thank him for our freedoms of uh, worshiping God. Amen. Um, but there was a time that uh, many years ago, um, and I was, I was pretty amazed with this. It was actually during Abraham Lincoln uh, that he wrote a statement to the country. This was a, these were difficult times. It's not like they were, there were times, uh, maybe, maybe we would say that we've never experienced these times in our lifetime. Um, but a country was divided during Abraham Lincoln. If you guys remember, that was during the Civil War. Um, and I was, I was amazed with what he wrote here in this statement. I'd like to read it. Uh, he, he said this uh, at the National Day of Fasting. Um, and he said, we have been the recipients of the choicest blessings of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation ever has grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us, and we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue, virtue of our own. Pretty powerful words. For a time that people hearing this probably wouldn't have thought that they were blessed. El presidente Lincoln, hermanos, escribió estas palabras que duramente hablaba en cómo a veces no miramos las bendiciones que tenemos y es, que estamos dentro. Uh, y esas palabras eran cuando el nación estaba en guerra contra mismo. Uh, the North and the South were in war and this is where statements were, were, were said like, uh, I fought my brother, or, or uh, the famous statement from the South, where the line was, where family was fighting family. And so Abraham Lincoln, uh, writing these words, could see that, that, that there was conflict in the country, but also saw that the country had forgotten God and being thankful to God. We cannot be a people that forgets to be thankful. No podemos hacer una nación, un pueblo que se olvida de dar agradecimiento al Señor por todo lo que hace para nosotros. We all have something to be thankful for. Some of us are here today and others are not because of health reasons. We should be thankful we should be thankful that we have our families with us and we can see our families. Some of us have lost our families, but we're thankful for the families that we do have. Uh, if we turn to Ezekiel 18.32, God bless Brother Lorenzo who's doing double duty there. Uh, I like this verse here. I thought it was such a profound verse when, you, when we read it here. For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth. 
saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. That's a pretty powerful statement. Que no quiero la muerte del que muere, dice el Señor Jehová. Convertios, convertidos, pues y vivirás. Listen to that, brothers and sisters. What a powerful word, because he says that I don't take pleasure in death. So our God is a merciful God, a loving God, that doesn't look at man when they're dying and just say, <laughs> you know, told them. Told them so. But our God looks at man with a purpose for them to turn from a path that is leading to death to life. Tenemos un Dios, hermanos, que... No está en los cielos mirando al hombre morir, diciendo, los dije, los dije que iba a pasar estas cosas. No tenemos un Dios que tiene el intento de ver la humanidad que se muere, pero quiere que regresemos así, a nuestra mente entendiendo que tenemos propósito en él. He wants us to return to him, brothers and sisters. And what has pulled us away? What has pulled you away? What has pulled you away in your life from God, from thanking God? You know, I've mentioned this before. Are you the type of person when somebody gives you something, you say thank you or you just take it? Like it was owed to you. Because there's some people that aren't appreciative. There's some people that aren't respectful. There's some people that... Don't even know how to say thank you when they get a refill in their cup at a restaurant or appreciate somebody for just doing their job or thinking like, well, that's what they get paid for. Some people that, um, I, it was a funny statement, and one time I, I gave somebody something for their birthday. They looked at me and they go, why'd you do that? I go, what do you mean why did I do that? They go, well, that means I got to get you something now. Una vez lo, le di un regalo a alguien por su cumpleaños y me miró y me dijo, ¿por qué hiciste eso? Yo dije, well, no sé, por tu cumpleaños. Ahora, ahora necesito ganarte a ti algo cuando es tu cumpleaños. Because we don't know how to be sometimes good. Because we live in a society where it's survival of the fittest. Everybody's pulling and pushing to survive. We serve a good God. We serve a God that has taught us to be good, to appreciate, be respectful. Second Timothy 3.1, I like how Paul tells Timothy here of the times. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. That's something that's to me, seems very unique to stand out in front of some of these terms. That Paul would tell Timothy that in the last times, people are going to be unthankful, ungrateful. Pretty powerful when out of a lot of things that Paul could have picked, he picked that. Hermanos, miramos aquí que dice que 
no agradando. Va a ser una de las cosas que va a estar en los últimos días. Y Pablo podía decir a Timoteo muchas cosas que iban a pasar, pero dijo que gente no, vi, no iban a agradecer cosas. Now we ask ourselves, when we sit in a, you know, in a building, have a roof over our heads, it's heated, we're out of the elements, how grateful are we? What made me think about this is I was talking to Brother Lorenzo, and Brother Lorenzo told me something this week, and he goes, man, he goes, I don't think my kids, our kids, actually, he said, not even my kids, which I had to agree with him, understand what it is to appreciate, to appreciate what they have, and it's the truth. We've all been in difficult circumstances in our lives and seen difficult times. God bless our parents for what they did to put food on the table. Let's keep the heat on during the cold. I have a roof over our head. His stories of my father and sleeping on a dirt floor in a shed, getting newspapers with bricks wrapped around that were in the fire to warm their feet. I don't think I've ever experienced that. We're blessed. And we should be grateful. We should be a nation that's grateful, not unthankful. Because the more we're unthankful, the further God gets away from us. Some of y'all don't want to believe that. That's the truth. You see, our God is worthy to be worshipped, to be praised. It's nothing odd for us to lift up our hands and just thank him and glorify him and praise him. Nuestro Dios merece toda la gloria, hermanos, en cosas buenas y malas. Y van a venir cosas malas en nuestras vidas. Pero con, con, con sus uh, fuerzas. Su ayuda, su poder, vamos a vencer. Y hemos vencido, hermanos. Este año hemos vencido. We have overcome a lot of things in our lives, brothers and sisters. A lot of us have overcome personal things, personal challenges. We've experienced them together. We've experienced things. See, Brother Caesar, God bless Caesar and Marissa in the back. We've experienced some struggles together, Caesar, where you were there for me. Still remember it in my office. We needed each other. God gave us the right people in our lives. Remember one time you told me this. I don't know if you remember it. I don't need to hear advice for somebody that didn't go, hasn't gone through it. I need to hear advice for somebody that's been through some things that I'm going through. And I'm grateful for what God has done in my life. But I think about a people, an example in the Bible, 
If we turn to Exodus 3.8, this was an interesting time here. I told Brother Renzo I wouldn't do that, move out of his way. Got to pray for Brother Renzo. Brother Renzo was, was nervous today, but he's doing good. Amen. And I come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the places of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pezzarites and the Hivites oh, Hiv- Hiv- and the Jebit. It's just so easy to go tights, isn't it? After so many tights. Jebusites, amen. We see here the Lord telling the people of Israel that he removed from slavery. We've talked about it before, 400 plus years of slavery they were in. You don't even know anything after 400 plus years of slavery. You, you don't even know what freedom was anymore. Generations have passed so many years when it's that many that you just think it, it's normal just to be chained. Hablando aquí, hermanos, que cuando estaba captivo el pueblo de Israel con Egipto, No sabía el pueblo de Dios que era ser libre. And the Lord had this promise right here, this beautiful promise that the Lord gave his people. I've heard your cries. I've heard your petitions. And now freedom's coming. I'm going to free you from this. But guess what, brothers and sisters? 400 years can make you murmur. Can make you complain. Can make you not appreciate what freedom is. And we see 40 years in the desert that the people of Israel wandered for an 11 day journey. I don't know where you're at in your journey with God. To me, it amazes me that God is merciful and. and and just mighty in his grace. We turn to Numbers 14.1. Numbers 14.1. And I'd like to explain and preface what this verse is. This verse here is when the people of God were about to encounter Jericho. Everybody remember what Jericho is? not just a pretty song that the walls tumble down it's where the promised land was and here we read in numbers 14 1 and all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and the and the people wept that night verse 2 and all the children of israel murmured against moses and against aaron and the whole congregation sent it to them would god that would, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God had us die in, the, in this wilderness? Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. What's pretty amazing on this is that two people, Caleb and Joshua, were the only two people that said, we can take that wall down. The people that went with them lied and said, no, we can't. There's actually giants over there that will kill us there wasn't and so the people began to murmur and they forgot the great things that they had seen some of them weren't even there anymore they had died in the wilderness 
the great mighty hand of God, the opening of the Red Sea, all the curses that came to Egypt to free them, the blessings of God's promise. And so we see them start to murmur, start to complain. We turn to verse 27. Numbers. The Lord responds back, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmuring. Oh, go back. I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. 28. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number for twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Now, brothers and sisters, this was a time. Could you imagine? Ya no estás, ya no eres un esclavo, estás libre. Y ya había estabas con los complaints. Imagine being freed from 400 plus years of slavery. And instead of thanking God and praising God and glorifying God and just being grateful just for the opportunity he's given you and believing and that he has sent Moses, he has sent Moses to free his people and now start to doubt. We know the story. Romans one twenty one. I like how... Paul says here in Romans 1, 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Brothers and sisters, we live in a day and age where they're not telling you about the glory of God. They're not even giving God credit for greatness, goodness. Man takes credit for God's delayed mercy and grace for us. His protection. The country's greater, man says, by man. But we that understand God's love and appreciate his security, we're grateful to him. We pray to him. We glorify him. We thank him. Hermanos. Vivimos una nación también que no da, no, no está agradido, agradable al Señor por todo lo que tenemos. Pero muchas veces le da la gloria al hombre. 
Y sabemos, hermanos, que toda la gloria lo merece nuestro Dios. Toda la gloria. Estamos aquí, estamos vivos porque Él tiene misericordia para nosotros. We're alive because He has mercy for us. We don't even know how to respond sometimes to a message like this because we're so used and accustomed to every day just waking up and going through the grind. But are you thankful? That's the question. Are you thankful? Are you thankful that it's better today? Are you thankful or do you not think it's better today? There's a lot of perspectives that we can look at. I like that saying, and I probably won't say it right, but I complained about my shoes until I met a man with no feet. We start to see things, brothers and sisters, that this will amaze us in this world, in this life. We have a lot of love from God and a lot of love in our prayers for each other. Or do we, is the question. How often are we considering each other, amen? We have an opportunity today to thank God and just to appreciate him for his goodness in our lives. I know it's tough to receive sometimes being ungrateful. How many of, how many of you parents have had to say that to your kids before? Ah, look at y'all, all innocent. All innocent. But, you know, guy up here says it. Guy behind with the Bible, open a Bible and says it, and you guys are like, Shh. are you bugging me? Shh. I mean, y'all have uh, had to hear from your kids, I don't have anything to wear as they're opening up a closet. Come on. Everybody goes through that. You know, if your parents, some of your parents are in denial, I'll never hear that. You've heard something. The moment we can make realize how blessed they are and we can pass on that gratitude, being grateful, being thankful, then it's much better, amen? We're going to have an opportunity, brothers and sisters. We're going to pass around the mic very quickly and just, to thank God for how good he's been, amen. I'm, I'm grateful I'm grateful to God that, that he's uh, given me such a beautiful family and a church family, family that I know is considerate. I'm grateful to see JoJo. I think the, we're starting to make up for some years, amen. He's starting to see the craziness of my family. <laughs> How crazy you are. We're willing to drive an hour and a half to go to a gas station. Right, Jojo? Buckies. We did it, though. The little things. The little things just to be grateful for. I'm grateful that Hermano Juanita gets a chance to, to spend some time with him. I don't know, Jojo, if you know how, ma how many people here pray for you and love you here and think of you every single time um, we have an opportunity for prayer service. 
and we know it's not easy and especially for him right now he's up there in canada telling us some stories about canada doesn't make it so welcoming with the having to have underground garages for your cars we are grateful amen i'm grateful to see caesar and marissa Hope your family's doing well. I know you went to go visit them this week. Marissa's smile. Let me see if I can get it. Oh, there it was. Still remember that smile. 